The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Pamela Barsky. Pamela is an artist and storyteller living in New York City. After her first marriage ended, Pamela found herself single at 47 and on a hunt for a new partner. Her search brought her from LA all the way to New York, where she fell for a bartender and moved across the country to be with him. Hey Pamela, how's it going? It's great, how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, just, you know, getting through the Sunday. Uh, Yay for Sunday. Yes, we've made it through the beginning of the next week, I guess, I don't know. Uh, thanks so much for being here. It's my pleasure. Yeah, what what did you want to talk about today? I wanted to talk about my divorce. And, oh, yeah. And the aftermath, which was good. <laughs> so it ended up being better on the other side of things. Um, not I didn't know that when I was going through it, but I'm very happy about it now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what what how, like I guess how, how did you get to that point? Well, I found myself single after thir- 13 and a half years with the same man. It was a surprise divorce. I didn't know we were unhappy until um, he told, he told me. You. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And because I was 47, I thought, oh my God, I need to start dating. And I treated it like a job. And I I did everything. I, I dated online and I uh, I I wouldn't go home in in any day until I had talked to three men that I didn't know. <laughs> and I struck up conversations with people on airplanes. And um, I went to group dinners, you name it, I did it. And I finally used up pretty much the dating pool in Los Angeles. So I decided to come to New York for a month. And so what so you being like single at 47? Was that Were you like stressed out? Did you find yourself very stressed about being in that position? It was sheer panic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Although I was told that by a friend who was a few years older than me, that if I thought it was bad at 47, wait till I hit 50. Because at 50, when you date online, nobody picks you because they don't even put that into their yeah, criteria. It's not, in their, it's not in their match preferences or whatever. Exactly. I guess nobody wants to date a 50-year-old except for an 80-year-old, and that really wasn't in my uh, my, my wish not list. not what you were looking for? No, no, not not really. So how long like after this divorce or separation or whatever were you like, I got to start dating? Like how many months had passed? Oh, five minutes. However, <laughs> uh, my, my ex-husband and I had a house together, and that was all our assets, so we needed to sell it and it took nine months to sell it so we were living in the same house that whole time and we made the decision that we wouldn't be dating while we were living together so nine months after the divorce man that's intense it uh yeah he got the good bedroom which was really sad (laughs) so okay so you you exhaust your dating options in la yes and then you're like okay i'm gonna go to new york i'm gonna come to new york and i try had a very cool house in la so i put an ad on craigslist and this is before airbnb and i traded my house for an apartment and off i came to new york and um, it happened to be during the New York gift show, which is my business. And uh, I had neglected to book a booth because I was sort of distraught. So I was having appointments in my apartment and one of my clients came and after our appointment, she said, there's this restaurant. And I was like, Julie, 
do you need someone to have dinner with? And she said, please go to dinner with me. <laughs> and so that night we had dinner and I walked into this restaurant that she had chosen. And well, in French, they call it coup de foudre, which uh, means getting hit with a lightning clap. And there was this man and uh, he definitely wasn't my type, but he was my guy instantly. So... Um, and he was just like, was he working there? Or was he, he was. He okay. was the bartender. And um, I sat there all night and tried to think of things to say to him. And when he asked us if he could buy us dessert, I said, no, but that pasta looks really good. And um, <laughs> so out came a dish of pasta. and um, I'll have some dessert pasta. <laughs> exactly. Now, sadly, I was a Los Angeles girl and I didn't quite understand that New York girls can be pretty aggressive. And I didn't know that I was supposed to shove my business card into his hand. So I just waved goodbye and, and trotted out the door at the end of the evening. And then I thought, oh, I, be I better go back. So a few days later, I, I hustled another friend to go with me. And I, I went back and I flirted and I ate and I flirted some more. And then I thought, oh, I got to go. And um, so I got off the bar stool. However, I had broken my toe that that morning and I could barely walk. So I was very slow. And I, I was walking back to my apartment. I had maybe gotten a block or two and I stopped to call a friend and I'm like, I really want to sleep with that hot Brazilian bartender. <laughs> and I turned around and he was right behind me. And So he had followed you out of the restaurant? Well, that's sort of my inkling. However, he swears he had just gotten off his shift and randomly ran into me on the street. I don't think we'll ever find the truth. Uh, however, he did walk me home and... Um, I couldn't ask him up for coffee or whatever one asks one up for because I had a friend staying with me. So we sat on the street and we talked for three hours. And at the end of it, he whips out his, his Blackberry and he said, you're here for two and a half more weeks. I want as much time as you have free. Wow. And I was like, okay. So this is like literally your first second conversation with each other. And yeah. all of a sudden you're like... Just yes, but remember the lightning clap, so or the yeah, thunderclap. Yeah, struck, struck by lightning. I yes, guess, is like yeah. So you're struck by lightning, and now all of a sudden you and this guy were just talking nonstop, and and we had we so we made a date, yeah. and for Monday, and we did not make it till Monday. We made it till <laughs> the next day, and then the next day again, and then we finally had our first date on after three dates. Yeah, your actual planned first date was really your third date. It was our third date exactly, and. Um, we started seeing each other like crazy and then it was time for me to go back to Los Angeles and I got to the airport and I called my sister and I said, I think I met the guy and she's like, great. And I said, yeah, but he lives in New York. So I went home and secretly put my house on the market and uh, made plans to move back to New York. And wow. Yeah, kind of kind of big. So you were how many? So you're like over that three weeks of being around, you had seen him like five, ten times, like... Oh no, fifteen times. Oh, so almost uh, like every day, day you were yeah. hanging out. I mean, out with we each other. we didn't see each other when he was working, and yeah. sometimes when he was working, we did because yeah, you'd I, come I, in or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So we planned for me to come back to New York for a visit, and so six weeks later, I came back, and I had to break the news that I was moving there, and I was <laughs> I was trying to get the courage to tell him, and then he's like, "Dude, I already know." <laughs> I'm not. So he had already figured it out and had known for six weeks. So I made plans to move. My house still didn't sell. Um, I came to New York. 
we did not move in together for a year, but we were in a relationship and it was pretty great. And I started to build a life in New York and constantly people would say, so what, what brought you here? And I stupidly told the truth and said, well, love. And as New Yorkers do, they looked at me and said, yeah, and how'd that work out? <laughs> Well, so everyone was like, oh, you were just this person who came here just thinking that you were going to fall in love and it was going to be forever. Well, and, and they were thinking, sucker. Yeah, exactly. Like they had this thing of like, oh, re- another one. <laughs> exactly. Except for five years ago, we got married and we've been together for exactly 10 years now. So yay, <laughs> yay for divorce. So, so for you, like, what was, I mean, I like, obviously there is a spark right away, this, this, this thunderbolt of lightning, I guess, that brought you together. But like, so in that like year, I guess, or or that first, the first, just like the the first amount of time of you coming back to New York and being together, like, I guess, how quickly did you know that like, oh, this is the person that I want to be with again? I have to be honest. I knew the minute I walked in that door the first time. And I don't know if it's because I dated every idiot man in Los Angeles first. Not that there's not nice men in Los Angeles. I don't mean to say that. I just dated all the idiots. Um, I don't know if all that uh, trying really hard and dating people that were just terrible made it so that when the right one came along, I just knew. But I, I have to be really honest. He, if on paper, he was not the right guy. He's 17 years younger than me. Didn't really have the right job really didn't have a green card at the time it was um it was an unlikely relationship so yeah it was a lot of things where like if somebody just came up to you and was like hey i know this guy and gave you like this whole little stats of this person you'd be like uh no thank you like i'm okay well and that's my friends were appalled uh, just appalled they're like you need a rich old guy and um <laughs> Now those same friends come up to me and say, "Do you know anybody like 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 Fabio for me?" Yeah, like we want one of one of you, the person you found. Like that guy's really great. How? Where did you find him? And I said, "Well, you just have to be open minded, I guess." So, yeah, because you sort of put yourself in that place where you're like, "I'm ready to find this person, and I want to have it happen quickly." So, and I know what to look for because I found all the things I don't want to look for. Well. And I also think that everyone or many people have this list of things that they want and then they get it and it doesn't make them happy. Happy That happened to me the first time. So the second time I was pretty much open to anything. The only criteria that really was a must was that someone be nice. That was my only thing. I didn't care what they looked like, how tall they were, what their job was, what, you know, what kind of apartment they lived in. None of those things were important. And um, the funny thing is, I got all the things that I was looking for the first time when I found the nice guy. So it's kind of a sappy, sweet story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. That that you're very happy? I, mean, I don't think it's like an embarrassing thing. I think it's a great thing. Well, but I was very not happy for yeah. three years. So um, it, yeah. Is that how much, how much time passed between the divorce the nine months of waiting to date the dating and then moving to New York? Uh, just about three years. Okay, three years. So, so it was a lot. Of, you spent a lot of time being like, okay, I'm in LA. I'm dating. I'm trying. This isn't working at all. I'm miserable. Well, here's a great little example. I decided I was going to have a party and I was going to invite all the men that I had met online that were not right for me. <laughs> and 
so I, I have this little party and my girlfriends all come and I thought, you know, maybe one of them will be right for one of these guys and it'll be perfect. And after the party was over, my cousin pulled me aside and she said, oh my God, where did you find all these losers? <laughs> so that was my life for three years. Yeah. So it was just a lot of like, oh boy, this again. And um, Well, for example, the guy who came to the, our first date wearing stretchy elastic waist pants and he actually told me well you know for easy access oh my god <laughs> now even if that's true that's something you might not want to tell your date yeah it's funny because i've done i did a lot of online dating especially in my like i don't know mid-20s or whatever so i've had a lot of experiences as like slightly younger but also as like a, a man versus a, and it's it's so weird because I feel like I've talked to a lot of female friends who have those kind of like similar stories of like, this guy was not only terrible, but like, yeah, just really weird and over the top and aggressive in that kind of weird way. But I've just had, I just had a lot of just like very average experiences where not, not, I would call nobody like losers or anything, but just a lot of like, oh, you were really nice. And we had a nice drink together, but like, I feel no connection. Like, nowhere near the feeling you felt when you actually met your, you know, your now husband. It's like, that was the hardest thing for me was like feeling any kind of spark towards these people. Well, I think it's pretty impossible that you're just going to meet someone online <laughs> and that there's going to be a spark. Yeah. Um, I, it took me a long time to learn that. I thought you could look at a bunch of little stats that someone had written yeah. down in a cute little story <laughs> at, that they probably didn't even write themselves and and just know that person but it, no and people lie too so yeah um, I, I didn't have too much experience with that but um i do know people lie yeah and i think it's like what you know the thing you were saying of like i guess the online dating too it lets you feed into that thing of like this is what i want this person to be on paper because you're seeing those actual things on paper and then saying like great i want this person because they have all the things that i'm looking for and then them not having that well, when you... either you, they don't have them or you don't have the things on their yeah. list. So <laughs> it just seems kind of random. And, and really, when I look back at my life, the relationships that I've had that have been really important to me, no one had any of the things on any list. It just was some weird, sparky thing. Yeah, that brought the two of you together. Exactly. And then, and then you build experiences yes. together and then love comes and and it just happens. So uh, I, you know, I'm glad that that exists. But for me, it it, uh, it didn't work. Yeah. And it feels like with you with you said his name is Fabio. It is. Yeah. So we can laugh about that for just a, <laughs> a second. All right. We got the good laughing okay. out. Um, yeah. So with like Fabio, I feel like you both were in a place where you were probably open to just finding the person, right? Like that. Well, I, I was probably a whole lot more open than he was. Okay. He, you know, he He's one of those kind of people that if there's someone important that he likes, he will be in a relationship, but he doesn't have the need to have a relationship. Oh, so okay. he we just met and kind of dug each other. Yeah, so, but you were like, oh, this is it. I want to like, make it, yeah. this thing happen. And he was like, okay, great. I like you. Let's see where this thing goes. But it wasn't, he. you were pushing it a little harder than he might. Not that you, that then meant he felt less about you. But No, and I, I don't think he knew I was 
pushy, yeah. but um, <laughs> my friends knew. So. Yeah, because you were just that in that like peer. You were thinking that like, oh boy, I don't want to be fifty and on this online dating. I, oh, that number is like <laughs> no, because fifty turns into eighty <laughs> yeah. really, really fast. And so when and how? So you said how long did you date before you got married? How long did I date that particular yeah, so person? Five, yeah, yeah. Oh, five years. Five years. Yeah. Man. Four four years. Okay. And then what was there a, a point in it? I mean, I know you said that there was a thing about a green card. Was like that something that was like a potential problem? Like, well, I, yeah, of course, yes, yeah. that's a problem, and particularly now. But um, I started to feel like you know what? I don't want to have to worry every single day that someone's going to come and haul you away. So why don't we just get married? Yeah. Um, there were some issues with that, but um, we just. It took a couple couple years and some working and and some documents that we had to find, and then we got married. Yeah, but I don't think he wasn't pushing to get married. It wasn't because important. of that. Yeah, it wasn't no. like I need to. Yeah, or like he just was like, yeah, I'm fine not being married. And he would have been fine just kind of <laughs> trucking along like that for forever. But I I I just thought I don't want to come home and get that phone call. I'm, yeah, you know I'm in in deportation jail. I don't know how. Yeah, it really especially goes. those circumstances. It's like yeah, if you two are committed to each other and there's this other thing that's going on, you might as well just take that out of the equation. Well. You know, I, I don't know how often that happens in New York, but I when I was a kid, I used to live in Vail. And one winter, they came in and the immigration guys just came in and raided the kitchens of five Whoa. or ten restaurants and just dragged everybody off. They were Australians and, and Kiwis, but they took them all, they deported them all. So I know it happens. Jeez. So um, I just didn't want to deal yeah, with that. Yeah, you don't have to have that be a thing that... No. would take you away from this person that you no. fell in love with. I was prepared to move to Brazil if I had oh, yeah? to, but um, I, I I did start learning to speak Portuguese just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and like I see, it seems like the other thing you mentioned is kind of like how different this was from your first marriage and just like the people, but also like the circumstances. It, like, how did it feel to then just have this whole other thing that also felt right and I don't know, like, how, how are those, like, two well, experiences? You know, it's a, it's a funny thing because once my marriage was done, I sort of forget that I was ever married the first time. Yeah. My husband now, Fabio, he doesn't ever forget. When we get in a fight, he loves to tell me that I failed at, my, <laughs> at this my first time. Um, oh, man. So, you know, you, you learn how to have a relationship. You learn how to have a long-term thing with somebody. So that came with me. But the rest of yeah. it, I sort of don't remember. Yeah, I guess there's a positive to being in a relationship with somebody for that long to then know how to do it. Like, yes, you learn those skills. Yes. Because I'm somebody who hasn't been, like, the longest relationship I was in was, like, two and a half years or so. And that's not that long. You know, it's like, and even that was, like, before that, it was a year. So it's like, I had all this... Un- don't diminish that that's still, no, a, still long a long time lot, but it's, it's like, not two weeks yeah but they're like you know i feel like i'm i it was like learning new skills about being with somebody the longer i was with that person yes. right there's like and uh, you get to certain um like certain thresholds where yeah. it's like oh this is different like 10 years is really different yeah you're just like a whole new dynamic that well because you're you know it gets parts of it get a little routine and yeah. you you have to work hard to make it exciting so um i understood that was coming 
Fabio didn't know that because yeah, you were like, he, he had never even lived with anyone before me. So uh, it was it was all new for him. Yeah, where you're like, up oh, ten years is coming up. We're gonna have to deal with some new things. <laughs> yeah, although he's he's actually much more mature than I am. So it's fantastic. <laughs> and my I, I my ex husband I I'm I I think he's still there somewhere. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't really remember that so much at all yeah. anymore. I mean, it's a, it's a different part of your life that happened and i i mostly remember what he didn't eat because he was a problematic eater i'm a i'm a picky eater so uh oh, i get it okay do you eat dairy i eat dairy do you eat meat yeah some meat like depending on the meat okay do you eat fried things yeah okay so, you, so you're I'm better you're pretty better good yeah <laughs> yeah i'm the type of picky eater who there if there's like five things in a dish on a menu it's like usually one of the things is like something i don't like and then i'm like oh am i gonna have to be the person who's like oh can i get this thing without this and be like a pain that's okay i'm talking no dairy no no cheese no meat man no poultry what were you eating uh well i ate everything (laughs) i ate whatever i wanted but what was he eating (laughs) sprouts a lot a lot i lived in california yeah i guess you're in a place where you can Kind tofu. Of eat, yeah, yeah. There was some tofu. Okay. But um, so I, I will say that the most important rule when I started dating again was no no limits. Anybody who said to me, I don't, they got a big eh Yeah, that was a big like, turn off because yes. you just didn't want people to say no yes. to either things or experiences or things like that. Yes. And happily, Fabio eats everything <laughs> with gusto. Yeah, and it also feels like he was somebody who was probably not saying no to experience. Like, just the nature of you two meeting and kind of falling for each other was a very, like, there was probably a lot of opportunities to say no in that type of quick whirlwind thing, right? Yes. And, you know, I looking at the world, I think there's a lot of people who are super scared of everything. Oh, yeah. And I guess the thing is, after you fail so badly at such an important thing, you realize there's not really a, a whole lot at stake to try. So... I mean, you can't do worse than having the love of your life tell you that he doesn't want to be married to you anymore. So you might as well try everything. Yeah, the fear of kind of just experiencing things in life and experiencing like failure, potential failure in life goes away a little bit. Exactly. Because really, you there's not much that feels worse than that. I, I've, you know, I've had a lot of things that have felt bad in my life, but that felt really bad. Yeah, I guess especially for you not seeing it coming and that being oh. like... I had no idea. No idea. Oh, man. I'm so stupid. No, but I don't I don't think that's on you. You know, it's probably like... Well, it's not like he was having an affair with somebody else. He just decided yeah, just I like was too much responsibility. Feelings or went away or whatever it was. No, like. he still wanted to be my best friend. He used to call it puppies. He wanted to be like puppies. Oh, boy. And that's he still weird. wanted to actually sleep in the same bed and snuggle. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not really going to work for me. But he's like, no, like puppies. So, no, he still liked me. He just... Thought I was too difficult, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm difficult. <laughs> You're, you'll admit a little of it, like. Well, everybody's. Yeah, difficult. I think everybody's. I'm very difficult uh, with a lot of things, you know. But um, I guess when you live with somebody every every day, it's kind of shocking to find out that they've hated living with you for the last year and that you didn't know it. Yeah, that's a that's a tough thing where you're like, oh, well, why didn't this come up at all? And you were harboring these feelings and I you could have talked about it. Well, exactly. But yeah. so I really believe that 
you promise to stay together forever when you marry someone, but things change. Yeah. But I do think you owe it to your partner to to say, to tell them that you're unhappy and to maybe try to work it out together before you seek answers elsewhere. Yeah. Is what I believe. Now, I don't know what other people believe. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I guess it's like a thing that everybody's not on the same page about. Exactly. Which... But so it's it's sad. Yeah. But I don't cry about it anymore. No. I cried like... a lot for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And public. also, yeah. Oh, man. Just living in a house with somebody for nine months too. being um, like. Well, and I so I my whole life I had wanted a swimming pool and we had just remodeled our house and we had just gotten a swimming pool. And I was like, yeah, I have a pool. And then, and then you just go in the pool and cry. Well, no, then we had to sell the house and the pool went away. Oh, so yeah. um, no pool. So, um, so I didn't gotta... only lose my husband, I lost my pool. And now you're in New York City where that's probably not something you're getting. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone who's really, really rich and has a pool somewhere. Some but, rooftop pool. Uh, that, will not, that will not be my life yeah. here. So, um, but yeah, I guess marriage and pool are you joined can't, together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, um, but it seems like, yeah, you ended up in a pretty good place. I like to think that had I not gone through all that, I would have never had this yeah. because it the timing worked out. Um, so it really was okay. Yeah. I the, learned a lot. Yeah. I guess it's like a thing where you end up uh, learning a lot about yourself and life really quick, right? Like you, you just have to because you're just sort of thrown into it. Yes, and thank God I'm scrappy. So a lot of women don't survive that. You know, they end up just sort of a little heap of I can't do anything anymore. So I managed to kind of cry for a year or two, and then I pulled myself up. And and, like, okay, um, you know, I would. I never cried on a date, though. That's pretty good. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure there's people who who thought I was about to cry, but I I I never (laughs) I never cried. So, um, yeah, it was good. It it was it it was good. I can say that now. Yeah, during the other side uh, of it. During it, no, it was bad. I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. My doctor gave me drugs to sleep, and he didn't even believe in drugs. So (laughs) there, I I don't think I slept for three weeks. Oh man. So and I didn't eat. It was great. I was really skinny. But just sad. Sad, <laughs> sad and skinny and tired with big bags under yeah, my boy. eyes. Yeah. That's, oh, jeez. Sorry. No. I, I don't mean to, to no, scare you off of marriage. I, you're not, I'm not scared. You're not scaring me off. Because, you know, 50% of them end but, like that. Yeah. And you've, I guess that's, you're one of two, you, one for two. Yes. This one I think is going to stick. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I think I'm good. I hope so. Yeah. But you never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Life is funny. Cool. Well, thanks so much for sharing all of this. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Um, if people are, are you like, do you have any like a website or things online if people want to follow you on the internet or learn more about what things you have going on? Um, I do. My website is www.pamelabarsky.com and my Instagram is at Pamela Barsky. Cool. Would you like me to spell that for you? No, I can. Okay. I'll, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a Y, not an I, folks. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Cool. Thanks so much, Pamela. Oh, my pleasure. This is how we love. This is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. 
Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts.